Hello and welcome to Breadcrumbs. This is your host, Ashley, aka Ashkin. And um, I apologize for the noise in the background. The kids are not napping right now. They took a shorter nap than expected. And I had some stuff to do. And then I was going to do my podcast. And they woke up. So I'm doing it now. But I probably won't upload till tomorrow or Thursday. But um, so you're probably hearing this on a Thursday if you're hearing it when I upload. But anyway, um, I've actually talked to a lot of interesting people lately and recently, and, um, sorry, that was a children's interruption, which there's probably gonna be a lot of because I'm definitely very needed (laughs) all the time by them, um, as expected. But anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about, um, we're on this journey to self-love and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my goals um, because you have to have an end point like where you want to go on this journey what you want the highest point that you want to reach where you believe that that is like your your end goal and what will make you happy like where you're going to be emotionally spiritually physically job-wise career-wise family-wise everything you have to have that to look forward to otherwise um, you're going to get lost on your path because you have to have a direction in which to go um, so it's not just about self-love it's also about um, having um, a goal for yourself because you can't really do much with love if it's not in, in a direction of any kind so um if you say okay like i want to be married in you know by this time or i want to have this career by this time and then implementing steps um to get there of course small steps um to get to your final goal um there's um a few reads that i've actually been interested in lately um not not to say that i agree with um all of them Um, but there's some interesting things that I've read. Um, one of them is the 48 laws of power, which is a very, um, it's like the guidebook to being a villain, a powerful villain, I believe. But I do think that there are some takeaways, uh, from the book, (laughs) even though it's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad as far as like how to deceive people and how to corrupt people and you know how to play your enemies and stuff but there are some things that um are actually pretty pretty intelligent that um speak through and and they're not breaking any like moral code which i'm very strong on my moral code so i don't believe in deceiving or lying to people jesus never did and um, he's world-renowned. He's one of the most famous people that there ever was and ever will be. And um, people either love or hate him, but everyone knows who he is. And um, definitely, to me, one of the most powerful beings that ever existed. So just um, it doesn't ha- you don't have to lie, cheat, or deceive people to get to your end goal. Um, so in the 48 law... <laughs> the 48 laws of power i mean if you read the book don't think that i read it to learn how to be powerful i just like um because it's it's pretty bad like it is it even talks about um using like people's weaknesses against them and 
um, just it's all about deception. But there are there are some good takeaways from it. So, so one of the takeaways that I read was um, not saying too much. I have this problem. I talk too much. I go off on tangents. I I really just do and. Um, it actually talks about how the less you say, the more important people um, believe your words to be. Even if you're saying something banal, if you say it um, in briefly or vaguely even, people will take a lot more meaning out of it. Um, and in situations where you're in a social situation, instead of just like telling your whole life story, just giving a little bit and leaving some to mystery, that's that's an intriguing quality that people look for, and it also makes you appear more powerful um, as far as, you know, like more desirable, I guess, to for people to be around. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, that was a tangent that I went off on. I won't really talk about the 48 Laws of Power, but some of the books that I've been reading – um, just about advancing yourself, uh, getting to where you want to get to, and um, getting to that end goal. And my end goal is, as I've said many times before, is to be life coach and motivational speaker, um, which I, I was having a conversation with someone earlier today, and um, I was talking about how customer service has definitely been something that has prepared me for this this career path, um, even though it seems like a little menial, you know, position. Um, when I was on Geek Squad, I was definitely customer service because, like, I was there to fix a problem and, like, someone would come to me, fix my problem. The thing is that people take for granted the problem fixers. They just bring something to you, drop it off, snap their fingers, want it done, right? They, they're like, do it. Just, why can't you do it right now? Are you, like... Are you being lazy? Just do it. Just fix it. And then give it back to me and let me get on with my life. And that is why customer service people are treated the worst because people take them for granted. They don't know what goes into um, actually fixing a problem. They just go there to get the problem fixed and expect instant gratification for it to get fixed. And when it's not immediately fixed, they don't understand the underlying causes. They don't want to hear excuses. They just want it done. Well, in the career path of being a life coach, I'm not fixing anyone's problem. They come to me with a problem, yes, but I'm giving them the tools to fix it themselves. So they become a lot more appreciative of the advice given rather than a fixed problem. Um, like that old saying, you know, feed a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man a fish and he eats for a lifetime. Um, the person who taught the person how to fish will be remembered forever because that is, they instilled something into them that, that they will learn, they know forever. But the man who gave them the fish probably don't even remember his name. So there's an appreciation factor there as well. Um, and just people are a lot more, um, they're nicer. <laughs> Sorry, guys, my articulation today is not on point, but they're a lot nicer to the people that um, teach them things. And that's what I want to be. It's, it's teaching someone how to do for themselves. So 
um, I get a lot of times when people say, well, once you teach someone how to do something, you teach the person how to fish, they don't need you anymore. That's not true. Uh, they go and tell somebody else because they're, they're not into teaching other people how to fish. They're only concerned with themselves. They've learned how to fish and they're going to fish for themselves. They're like, hey, you want to learn how to fish? Go to this person. So you actually get a lot more people coming to you for that advice rather than people um, in customer service where if someone comes to you and they come to you with a problem and they, they want it fixed, even if you fix the problem, some people will always take away something negative from that experience. Like, oh, you don't want to go to this person. Yeah, they fixed it. But I've never had to wait so long in a line before in my life. And they literally said hardly any words to me. It was just, it was the most awful experience of my life. Yet their problem was fixed. Or sometimes the problem doesn't get fixed. But the whole thing is that they don't understand the um, process. When someone is has to take and learn it for themselves, they're much more appreciative of the teacher and they gravitate to the teacher and they, they want to learn and they open their mind up. So I'm not really in this for the appreciation factor, but for the fact that they open their mind up to the possibilities and they understand that the process is much more difficult than just laying it out and saying it should be done. Um, so... That is my ultimate goal, is to become a life coach. And um, that's the trajectory that I'm on and that I, that's my end goal. That's one of my end goals. Um, and I have some other personal ones as well. Um, I'm pretty much an open book to you guys, so I just, I'll tell you. But I, I do plan on getting in a long-term relationship. Um, definitely not ever. With my ex, never. But um, as far as like a new relationship or, you know, building a foundation of a relationship with someone, that is definitely something that I plan on doing. Um, hence, you know, me subjecting myself to the internet dating world, which is completely ridiculous. <laughs> but um, as you know, I've had a talk on the internet dating world and how crazy it is but I seem to gravitate toward people who are looking for the same things so at least like I have you know a, a an idea of where I'm going what I want um I'm actually very clear on what I want it's just how I'm going to integrate it into my life that I'm not 100% clear on and so that's where you take baby steps, little baby steps here and there. You know, you gotta you gotta meet people. That's that's the first part if you're gonna go on that um, trajectory of finding someone. Um, I I do feel that I have reached a level of self acceptance and self love um, that I continue to pass on to you guys, but in, enough to where um, I'm fulfilled alone. And now I'm looking for someone else who is fulfilled alone to spend that time with and um, uh, partner with. Because I don't believe that a person completes another person. Um, and a lot of people may disagree with me on this. And I'm sure like we're, some people are going to throw out like Adam and Eve of, you know, being from um, Adam's rib and all that stuff. She completed him, so on and so forth. As far as happiness goes, I don't believe another human being can make another person happy. 
I think you have to come into the relationship happy. I'm not the first person who's come up with that concept. Um, there even, uh, Will Smith has, you know, said it on his, um, channel before that it takes being happy and sharing the happy with happiness with someone else and them sharing their full cup of happiness with their their partner in order to have a fulfilled life because if someone comes into a relationship wanting or needing um i'm gonna bring bible into this but the woman at the well um the, the biggest takeaway that I have from that is that she was always going to the well um, in her life. Like she was always dating different men and she never could find the right one because she was wanting something from them. And um, no one was filling that, that hole. Um, it's because it was her own, it was a hole that she herself couldn't fill. So how could someone else fill that? Um, and a matter of fact, it says that the last person that she was with, she wasn't even married to. She had given up. She'd been like, uh, what, what's the point of even marrying anyone? Because it's just going to end badly. And, and that's because she was holding out her cup and saying, fill it up. Come on, please fill it up, fill it up. And the other person was like, well, if I fill yours up with what's in mine, I won't have any in mine. But when two people come into the relationship, with two full cups. And by the way, she found what she needed when she went to the well. And God um, revealed to her that um, she'll thirst no more when she she seeks him. Um, it, it's, it's really the epiphany she needed to understand that I needed to be happy spiritually, mentally, physically, and in, in my own life in order for someone else to be a part of it. Um, and she found that through Jesus when he spoke to her and it just it revealed to her, um, not just her past, but her future. So if two people are serving one another and they both have full cups, then it's, it's still, both people are getting what they need. It's like that, you know, little trick where you cross arms and you drink the other person's drink whatever I think it's, yeah, you cross arms and the other person drinks your drink and you drink their drink. Well, if you're drinking their half full cup and they're drinking a full cup, it's not going to work. If they're drinking a half full cup, you're drinking a full cup, it's not going to work. If one cup is empty, it's not going to work. So you have to be completely, fully happy with yourself and your life and where you're going this is about where we're going. This is what the whole podcast is about, is you have to know where you're going. Because you can't take a journey without knowing where you're going. You just end up all over the place. Yes, you can um, see a lot of great things along the way. But eventually, you'll feel lost, even though you never had a destination to begin with. Um, and that That's just the way that we were made, is to have purpose. We were made with a purpose. So you have to look toward that purpose in order to move toward that purpose. And um, as we move toward that purpose, which is self-love and um, understanding and acceptance, we also have to have a life goal in mind to move towards. Um, that's, that's just how we were made to, to want to fulfill our destiny and our desires. Um, for some people, complacency is all that they ever want. They're, they 
live on that level, that plateau level. And that's perfectly fine. If you're happy where you're at, then you're happy. You're happy and you've reached that point. It doesn't really matter if you're what other people would consider successful. It's if you think you're successful, if you think you have everything that fulfills your desires in your life. Um, and for me, that I don't. For me, a big part of it is I want to Mommy. contribute. Hold on a second. Another interruption. Be right back. Sorry. So um, my daughter actually just was like, oh, I'm going to clean the room without being told. I'm like, what? Okay. So I... I was blown away and I lost complete track of what I was exactly saying, but I know roundabouts. If you're in, um, in your life, you're happy with what you have. You may only have, you know, a how, well, hold on. Wow, so I'm blown away. My daughter just, um, asked if she could clean the room without even being told to, so that that was pretty mind-blowing, but... I lost my train of thought exactly where I was at, so I'm going to go back to um, what I remember talking about. If you're in a point in your life where you are happy with where you're at, and, and I wouldn't necessarily say complacent because you could still be moving up, you know, your kids get older, and you're still growing as a person. But if you're happy with where you are in your job, in your life, then you've reached that point. You have self-acceptance. You have love. You don't need anybody else to tell you, oh, you need to be successful in the eyes of the world. If you're happy, that's all that matters. There are so many people who chase other people's success. And what I mean by that is someone says, oh, well, you don't have a good enough job and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And then they go after a job that they don't love, that they don't care about, it becomes mo about monetary value. They're out working their butt off for things that they can't even enjoy because they work nights and weekends and over, you know, they, they're they not enjoying their life. There's, there are some people who are, you know, don't make a lot of money, but they're happy. Every day they come home, they spend time with their families. They love their job. They love what they do, even if they don't make a lot of money, or maybe they do, but they still love their job. And they're not successful in the eyes of other people because they aren't vice president or, you know, not everyone has to be CEO to be, to be successful. Not everybody has to be a business owner. Um, it's definitely in the cards for me. It's what I want because it's the desires of for me, but some people will be happy with what they have and there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Don't go after someone else's idea of success. Always chase your own desires. If you're happy where you are, then don't move that spot on the map further away. You're only going to be chasing it for the rest of your life because you're never going to find happiness. You're, you've had it all along. Um, that, what's sad is a lot of people, that happens to a lot of people. So they end up way far off course where they're like, wait a minute. From the very beginning, I was happy. All I have to do is just go back to where I was. So that's for those people. And then there's people who are in a situation where they're not happy. Making money or not, whatever your goals are, um, mine don't have to do with making a lot of money. But it has to do with um, um, spreading 
knowledge and love and light and positivity into the world and um and contributing to to a greater purpose in my lifetime i want to write a book at least one um to to leave as you know a book of of love and and light positivity and knowledge and insight okay <laughs> and um sorry i i knew that they would be a distraction because but it's okay it's fine so i'd rather get this out there because i haven't posted in a bit so um appreciation appreciate where you are but if you're not where you want to be keep moving toward where you want to be still appreciate the things around you appreciate the people around you um always remember that the things that you have can be taken away very easily so appreciate them i mean we can be hit by a car and i'm not even talking about being killed i'm talking about we could be hit by a car and become paralyzed no longer be able to walk how much more would you appreciate the ability to walk um i talked about this in in my um other episode about positivity but just you know highlighting that appreciate the things that you have and move towards what you want and if you're where you want to be that's great you can still learn and continue to grow but you know stay where you are don't move because someone else thinks that you belong somewhere else um if you're where you want to be um i have so many things that i want to contribute to the world um i have art that i want to get out there um writing stories um writing life in general like positivity motivational things um and of course the most important thing is i want to impact people's lives on a personal level i want to face to face eye to eye look at someone and change their way of thinking into more positive um goal getting um journey to self love type thing and even though i have this podcast and i am affecting people and it means the world to me i want to see it come into fruition in person i want to see the impact in person it's like a uh, planting something you want to see it grow and i think that would be very fulfilling for me um and it's the desires of my heart so not necessarily owning my own business for the purpose of money because i could actually own an it business if i wanted right now and make good money it's more um i want to impact humanity on a personal level um so there's that um a subject that someone actually emailed me um recently actually one of my listeners emailed me re- recently and said that I should talk about transhumanism because this other person is also a conspiracy theorist like me. Um, and of course, as I've said, I won't involve my conspiracy theories onto you guys. Um, I have another podcast for that, and that's only for the ones who are really ready to open up their mind and take the blue pill and um, and go into the matrix with me. But um, for the sake of argument um 
humanity itself is being lost in um, in technology and so many other things. And we have to remember that um, we are beings that are created for social interactions. We're beings uh, created. We weren't made with just eyes and thumbs to communicate through text and um, and you know social media. We were created to talk to other people and to listen to other people. Um, and I think we get so caught up in the social media aspect that we lose a sense of humanity and people become a completely otherworldly type person. They, they say things that they wouldn't um, in person and they hide behind that mask of, you know, a, a screen. People, um, people say that that's, you know, people's true selves showing, but I don't think that. I think it's... Um, it's just the lack of human interaction makes people less likely to um, be more compassionate to the other person's feelings and um, and respecting the other person. Case in point, um, online dating. Back in the day with courtship and things like that, men wouldn't walk up to a woman and, and say perverse things like and just expect, you know, that they would find a mate. They respected the feelings. They, they learned about the other person, and then they courted them. And uh, in that, through, they grew together and learned together. And, um, and then love was born out of that. But now we have, you know, online dating where you don't even have to physically see a person. And... Um, so it takes away the humanity aspect of it. So people don't have compassion or understanding of the other person's feelings. And they just say whatever that they want. And they are kind of degraded to their lowest human self, which is um, if you're a psychology person, then it would be the, um, the id. And the, um, or if you're, if you're a, science person then it would be the mimet or the reptilian brain and it's just basically the needs for survival which are not human they are also animalistic because animals have the same needs for survival what makes us human is our interactions with people our human interactions with people um on the the level of reptilian it's just survival it's just eating um, procreating, sleeping, and, you know, like, doing what you want to do. That's the, literally, the, the basis. But as, as we have grown, um, as a species from the very first, you know, person on Earth on to now, the, through human interaction, and we've, um, been able to, that's what the whole concept of family is, not just that you were, um, born into the bloodline of someone, but you have created so thousands and hundreds of thousands of human interactions to create a bond with that person. Um, it's not just about blood. It's about the bond of growing with that person and loving that person. And even people who aren't blood can be family. And even people who are blood are enemies or are not family. So it's really all about the human interaction. And um, the 
this subject that the person wanted me to talk about was more on the conspiracy side, so I won't get into that. But we have to remember that um, we're going to need people on this journey. This journey we're not taking alone. We can't take alone because in order to understand more about ourselves, we have to have these other interactions. We have to learn what other people's feedback is about us. We can't just ignore it. If everybody is saying, Ashley, you are, you do this and you do that, then I have to take that into consideration. Sure, there's going to be some naysayers along the way that are negative, and you don't really have to pay mind to those people, but there are people along the way that are going to point out your flaws and only to help you. They're only doing it to better you. That's constructive criticism. Um, I am on a poetry website right now, and it's allpoetry.com, and I write poetry on there, and, um, and it's subjected to, and I'm also on, what is it, um, Young, Young Poets Society, Young Writer Society, sorry, and um, it makes me think of um, Dead Poets Society, like from the movie, but anyway, it's um, your subject when you um, submit something, you're subject to criticism, and I tell everyone, tear it apart, rip it, piece Piece, even though it's me bearing my soul uh, into my poem, because I do, I really like, it's not about like just words to me. It's about bearing my soul and um, everything about me in maybe a cryptid form, but still it's all there. Um, and when they rip it apart, sure, the first reaction is like, oh my gosh, this person is rejecting me and this is terrible. But actually what they're doing is they're taking, they're giving you the pieces that you need to fix. And if you don't fix them, then you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna learn from it. So on this journey of self-growth and learning about yourself and self-love especially, um, you have to accept constructive criticism. You have to let people in enough to see your flaws. Otherwise, you'll just go on with those flaws and you won't grow as a person, you won't learn. And you can't get to your end goal um, by yourself. Is just not possible. Even Jesus needed other people, I mean, for his goal, for his purpose. I wouldn't say he needs people like to exist because he's God, but for the purpose, for the purpose of what he did, he needed his disciples. He needed, um, he even needed the Jews that, that persecuted him. He needed everybody in the place that they were in order to get to the end goal. God needed those people there as well. So um, that's the most perfect person with no flaws whatsoever. And he still needed um, people to carry out this end goal. Um, that might be a little touchy for some people, me saying Jesus needed um, people. But uh, just think about it. X out all the people that were involved. And if it was just... Jesus dying on a cross, it wouldn't have meant anything because whose sins would he have been dying for, right? So um, it's it's kind of one of those things where we were created to need people because we were made in God's image and God needed companionship. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made other beings. He would have just been a loner for the rest of eternity. 
Buddy wanted, or wanted more so than needed, but he craved that he wanted that. So we are beings in the same image that need companionship and need um, other people in our lives, and not just on a social level, but on a personal level. And we need those people to to be let in enough to say, hey, this is offensive that you do this or that you say this or these things that you do. Now, I'm not going to say like everything that everyone says you should just change because you shouldn't change who you are as a person, but you should be able to self-reflect and say, is that something that I want people to say about me? Is that something that um, I'm happy with? Like, some people will say, like, oh my god, I just, Ashley, you're so annoying, you talk so much. I get that. That's not something I want people to say. I want people to say, Ashley, you listen so well. So it's it's something that I'm working on. And uh, my podcast has helped me because it's helping me, like, flesh out everything that I want to say without having to tell every person that is in my actual life. And um, you also have the opportunity to just hit the pause button or the X button and not listen to it. And um, so, you know, I'm not forcing anybody to listen to me. Um In, in person, I, I actually am learning to listen a lot more. It's hard because I'm just such a talkative person. But I, I don't want that to be what people say the most about me is that, oh my gosh, Ashley talks so much. Even my children. I was having <laughs> I was having a talk with one of my kids and it started on like subject of grades. We were there for like four hours and I was just like, I don't know. It was one of those like lectures that I, mom lectures that I just like decided to just bestow upon my son um when he was here and <laughs> at the end of it he's like mom you talk a lot <laughs> I don't know if I got everything that you said and I'm like wow so saying less really does sometimes mean more because people can remember the words you say and um I'm, I'm trying to implement that more in my life and um you know the fact that we have two ears and only one mouth like that's been brought up to me since childhood that um we should we were built to listen twice as much as we talk and so I'm I'm working on that but like for instance someone saying like Ashley you're really quirky and you're different and I don't like that I'm like cool because I actually like being different and I like that about myself so it's not something that I'm going to change so you have to self-reflect. You have to look at what you, what other people consider a flaw and what you consider a flaw. Compare, contrast, and then decide what you want to change. Um, no one is without flaws. So if you are walking through this earth and you think you're God's gift and you're perfect, then you don't need my podcast. You're perfect. You don't need anything. You are just good. You're where you want to be. Unfortunately, you're probably not going to have a lot of people agree with you along the way because, um, and I don't agree with you because no one is perfect and only Jesus was perfect and you're not going to grow. You're not going to get anything out of life. You're, 
inside, deep inside, I think the people who believe that they're perfect don't really believe that. I believe that they're putting a shield up of perfection and inside they actually have more insecurities than most. But if you don't let anybody in, you're never going to grow. So getting toward that goal is the the pinnacle. That's what you want the most is to the growth, um, the exponential understanding and, and self-acceptance, love and growth more than anything um, at your at your final destination. And that's what I why I want to be a life coach. And the reason for that final destination is because I want to grow as a person in seeing people grow. Um, I feel like that would be the most fulfilling in my life. Um, taking little steps to get there. I've talked about this before. But um, if you're in a job that you hate, the first step is to quit. Or find another job that you don't won't hate as much. Little steps. If you want to be a writer, learn about it. Um, study it, figure out what you want to do. If you want to be a photographer, learn it, study it. I mean, you don't have to say, oh, that's a pipe dream. I'm never going to do that. And within the realm of realist, being realistic, I'm sure that, you know, some people would be like, well, I would like to be the first human to just jump up in the air and fly. Probably not going to happen unless you alter DNA and genetics and um, aerodynamics and forces of nature, but you, you can, uh, find a way to make rocket packs and things like that. Like there, there's ways to get to a possibility that you think is impossible. Um, like a childhood saying that I've always loved. It was never told to me as a kid, but I, I learned it as an adult and I like to say it to my kids is that uh, you shoot, you aim for the, let's see, you aim for the stars and even if you fall short, you'll hit the moon. Or you aim for the moon and even if you fall short, you'll hit the stars. One or the other, because I don't know which one's higher than the other. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think it's the stars. But if you are aiming where you really, really, really want to be, even if you fall a little bit short, you're going to be closer ev than ever to that goal as opposed to just saying, mm, I, it'll never happen. I can't do it, you know? And um, I was talking to someone recently that I'm actually life coaching. <laughs> but um, I do have a few people that I'm actually life coaching right now. So it's kind of actually pretty cool. Um, it's not on a business like deal, like I'm not getting money to do it. Um, but they came to me with problems and I'm helping them and motivating them to fix those problems. So I'm life coaching them. And, um, the person was like, I work all day, come home, eat my dinner, kiss my kids. Good night, go to sleep, wake up, Go do the same thing over again. I don't have a life. Even on weekends, I have to work, eat, blah, blah, blah. I only get Sunday off, and I barely get to enjoy that. And I'm like, okay, do you like your job? No, I hate it. I'm like, okay, why are you still there? Why would you subject yourself to torture like that? Oh, well, I have to make a paycheck. So that's the only job on the planet? Like, I don't 
what? I understand like the economy isn't the greatest, but you can put yourself out there and put your feelers out there and find something more, you know, suited to your abilities or things that you want to do, your desires, more than your abilities, your desires, because your abilities will follow if your desires are for something. Um, it doesn't always take talent to get to the top. Um, you, it takes desire more than anything. People are like, oh, this person is prodigy. I think when people are gifted, that only takes them so far. And the people who have worked towards something because that they desire it, that's the people who go all the way. And if you have talent and desire, of course you're going to excel. But the people who have desire, full 100% desire towards something will go further than someone with just mere talent. So don't think that um, just because you weren't gifted in that area that you're not going to exceed because you have the desire to be there. You have the desire and the want to do it. And when you fulfill your desires, that creates happiness. It does. Um, and I'm not talking about like the lowest form of desires like food and, and procreating and and um, sleep and those things. I'm talking about the desires of the mind, the creative mind, desires of the heart, the desires of the intellect. Those are things like what you want. If you're a hands-on person and you know that you just want to be working on things with your hands and you want to build things, or if you're in your mind like, I want to design something. I want to, I just want to design something, but you're just stuck flipping burgers or doing something that you don't necessarily care about then why are you stuck there? So this person was like, I was like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I wanted to be a basketball star. I wanted to be in the NBA when I was a kid. Okay. That means you love basketball. And that means that's something that drives you. I'm not saying you're going to be a basketball star. I'm not saying you're going to be in the NBA, but think about that goal. Hone in on it. How happy are you to do it, to just do it? Like, um, is, is, was it your goal because of money because you wanted to make a billion or millions of dollars um because you know that's what a lot of people are like oh if you're in the nba you make millions of dollars if that was your goal then that's not really the desires of your heart because the desires of your heart will never ever chase money it's a it's a counterfeit desire people don't understand that because um, and, and this is why really, really, really rich people have killed themselves because they've chased after that money dream and they've made all that money and they have 40 houses across America and in Europe and all over and they can't even live in one of them. They can't even enjoy one of them because of all the problems that they've created along the way of chasing the desire for money. Um, problems in the relationships, problems in their family, problems that if all you care about is money, think that money is not anything tangible it's really it's not it's not something that you can ever actually get and have um you can get and you can save it but you're going to spend it you're never going to have it happiness is what you should be trying to attain because you can have that and you can savor it and you can keep it you can keep it and never let it go money you can't you have to let money go because the world runs on money it's a resource it's not it's not a desire that you should chase after so if, so I explained that to this person and, um, I was like, is it, is it basketball? Yeah. Just having a basketball in his hand. He said he was the happiest person. All right. So it's not being in the NBA. That was your goal. It was just living a life 
full of basketball, where basketball and strategy and all those things were in your daily life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why don't you try to be a basketball coach? That's easily attainable and you can work toward it and you have the knowledge and the skill. Sorry, I just got interrupted for a second, but I don't have much time left. Um, I gotta just go cook dinner. But um, basketball was the, the actual key ingredient of his desire. That's what it was, was the strategy and the game playing, just having it in his life. So it was like, become a basketball coach for children. I mean, wouldn't that be fulfilling? Teaching children how to do it, teaching the strategies. And he was like, oh my God, how brilliant is that idea? I wish I would have thought of it myself. I'm like, you did. Deep down inside, you had that yearning and that love and that want and that desire. You just never, you just never chased after it because you thought you associated it with like the being at the top of the top. What everybody else's idea of a successful basketball player is the NBA. I'm not saying you couldn't be in the NBA. Just saying that if you are, you know, outside of the age limits or any kind of realistic expectations of it then you should probably hone in on why you want to actually join it and figure out what the key desire is because the key desire for him was basketball and in other people's lives that's kind of the same thing people were like well I wanted to be an astronaut you know but didn't happen so I just you know took a job at the the Safeway like really like, how far are you away from that desire? Like, you, you're not even, you can plug yourself into astrophysics. You can work for NASA. You don't have to be a astronaut if that, I mean, unless your end goal is, and your deepest desire is um, going into outer space, then I probably, probably can't happen any other way besides being an astronaut. But your goals are attainable. You just have to really figure out what the desire, like the, you have to kind of chip off the pieces of what other people have coined as, you know, success. You have to figure out what the deepest desire actually culminates around. Or, yeah. And what, what you have decided that would make you happy. What would actually make you tick? And go to work every day and like, yes, this is so fulfilling. I love this. And then work towards it. Um, so on my trajectory, everybody already knows that the end goal for me is being a life coach. On the trajectory, I also have other things like I want to write a book and etc. Well, I'm, I'm not going to just write a book and turn it in. I'm going to probably work at a publishing company, get feedback, learn about it, get kind of walk in the in the shadows of other people who have published books and figure out how they accomplish this successfully because I don't want to just write a book put it out there and say oh look nobody bought it I want it to be successful anything that I touch I want to be successful so how do you in in my eyes of what success is not what other people's eyes of success either um but the point of me writing a book is to get it out there and if nobody's buying then it's not about the money getting being given but it's about the fact that nobody's reading it nobody's getting it nobody's caring about it so it's just out there flopping um in 
even if I change one person's life or I impact one person's life, it would be worth it um, just to write the book. So um, all of these things that I have in mind, like with my art and my poetry and my book that I want to write, these things are also putting me on that path to becoming a life coach. Um, I'm also like doing the psychology courses and things like that. Um, self-teaching some and actually taking college classes some and I'm really just um, trying to completely fill my life with everything that puts me in that direction of my end goal um, and like I said small steps don't ever like think first you have to know what your end goal is of course but um, it doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be the uh, top of the top of the top. Figure out what will make you happy, what makes you thrive. Figure out why, that your core desire. And then fulfill that. And if, if it's a huge leap, take the small steps. If it's not a huge leap, if you're like, man, I could go back to my old job and everything would be as I want it to be, then do it. A step backwards doesn't always mean a step in the wrong direction. People think that. But if you're, you're, you've already stepped away from your happiness and you're taking a step toward it, whether you other people think it's a backward step, you're actually going toward your end goal. You're fulfilling your happiness. Don't worry about what other people think. Um, so on that note, I'm going to probably sign off. Um, let me see if I had anything else to say. Um, about the 48 Laws of Power, if you have an open mind, read it. It's, uh, it's definitely dark. Don't recommend it for people who take everything literally. Um, and definitely not for people who have the capability of to manipulate. Don't read it. <laughs> Please don't read it. Um, it is a source of darkness. But I also found it interesting because, uh, darkness is my enemy. I'm a light bringer. So, um... It, in the book, it talks about knowing your enemy very, very well. Well, in order to know your enemy, you have to you have to read about it. You have to understand about it. You have to um, you have to see it. So I do read about things that I don't necessarily agree with, um, especially in in all my researches because I research everything, especially for my conspiracies because I'm like hold on, I'm onto something here. And I research for hours, days, weeks, months, sometimes. Yeah, it gets a little crazy. But the most important thing is research. Like, for instance, um, I really hope I don't offend anyone out there, but a big subject of conversation has been flat earth. And I'm not a flat earther. And here's why. It's proven to not be true. So, and I'm not just talking about like, like, even if, you know, the moon landing was a lie and all that stuff, which uh, I do believe it is, but not getting into that. Um, but people believe the flat earth theory because they haven't really researched it. And what little research anybody else has done isn't concrete. I look for concrete research, which is um, something that would hold up in a court trial. Mathematics will never, ever be wrong. I'm sorry, like, if you can prove it with math, it's right, in my opinion, because math and science go hand in hand, and I'm not just talking about, like, made-up equations, I'm, like, actually talking about, like, angles, um, 
geometry laws, you know, that is just, if you can prove it with physical science, then it's proof it, that to me, that's tangible proof. Um, so I definitely believe that the earth, the earth is spherical and that we're not standing on a flat earth with Antarctica being the borders the edge borders and stuff. If you are a flat earther, I don't mean to offend because um, that's the last thing I want, but I would recommend researching it more before you put your whole hearts and beliefs, your whole heart and beliefs into something that um, is just another fad that people want the mass, like some of the masses to believe. And this, I think that um, this is actually a conspiracy, but I think that the purpose of the flat earth theory is to, um, to kind of make all conspiracy theorists look like idiots because a lot of people who are on that conspiracy theorist path of understanding, they have subscribed to that because they're like, oh, well, the government is trying to lie to us and blah, blah, blah. And no, I, I believe a lot of those things um it is apparent that um it's complete you know lie that is being sold as a conspiracy truth and it's something that if with the littlest amount of research could actually prove wrong um i mean there's not even a working model for how light or how day and night and the seasons at the same time can exist um, on a flat earth. So for for how we have the seasons and, you know, day and night. So at the same time, a model that interprets both at the same time, not two separate models. They have to be like at the same time because we experience seasons and day and night at the same time, right? So it makes sense that they would have a working model because the spherical earth has a working model that is simultaneously for seasons and for um, for day and night, a separation of day and night. So like being on half the earth and the other half. So anyway, but I, what I want to say is like um, your knowledge is something that you need to um, embrace embrace knowledge read as much as you can but also learn about things that you don't agree with because then you'll be much more um able to defend yourself in an argument for instance with my um heavy belief in god i know a lot about other religions and um i don't judge other religions but when my religion is attacked by someone else someone else with another belief, I can hold my own in a conversation and defend my belief knowing what their belief is and um, and not have to uh, look dumb when they're like, well, did you know this and did you know that? So it's, it's um, important for me to also absorb things or knowledge, even if it's not true knowledge, but to understand what other people are thinking. So um, when I do get on, you know, that, that life goal, being a life coach, um, I can understand false ways of thinking and help change them. Um, people are um, going to come to me with maladaptive beliefs that 
other people would just be like, how on earth do you believe that? Well, I, well, I know how you believe that, but here's how we're going to fix that and how we're going to change that and how we're going to move on a more positive route. Because uh, a lot of people, or there's a lot of people who subscribe to the belief that they can never be anything because it's in their bloodline, because their parents were never anything and they can't move past where they're at because they their whole family is doomed and p their families before that were doomed generational curses if you will and um although i, I believe in generational curses um it, it's a whole different thing than what i'm talking about but like just people or or i have bad luck there's no way i'll ever get that job because i'll screw up the interview those are maladaptive beliefs and if I don't understand them and how people got to those beliefs, I can't help change them. So um, a lot of people are like, well, it's stupid that you read, you know, the Quran or you know, other things that aren't biblical. But it doesn't mean that I have to believe them, but to understand where other people's writings are coming from. Uh, to me, that's important. So I absorb all knowledge and then I take from it and absorb actually... Uh, internally absorb the things that I believe are true and so um, my mind can hold all kinds of stuff but my heart only holds the truth and I think that um, is a really important lesson for a lot of people who especially um, when raising children especially are subjecting their children to only one way and this is the only way that you can believe those people those kids are going to rebel almost immediately as soon as they're able to um people can battle me on that and and have an argument on that um debate me on that whatever but every single person i've ever met that's been forced this is exactly why i do this during nap time because i get interrupted so much um but believe let your heart believe what you what your desires are what inside you really truly should believe you should believe um don't raise your children to believe something that you were taught to believe but you don't even know why you believe it and then also even if you know it's the truth don't raise them just saying this is the only way you could ever believe because knowing from experience, all the people that I've ever met who were forced to believe something, um, they rebelled and they don't believe it anymore. And especially if it's the truth, it's the most harmful thing you could do to your children. Um, let them have an open mind. Um, I let my children read, like I have a, um, one of my sons, he's very interested in Greek mythology and I'm like, read about it. Um, this is my take on it. This is my belief. This is what I think. This is what I know. This is what I've researched. But read it. If you, if that's where you're being led to read about, read it. But do research and find out for yourself. I tell every one of my kids, find out for yourself the truth. Don't let anyone ever tell you what they believe the truth is and just expect you to believe it. And you just believe it. Always research the truth for yourself. Um, that's a part of understanding yourself because if you don't even know what you believe, how, how can you defend it? You're like, oh, well, I was just told that I just, I have to believe it because I was told that. Well, your, your argument has a lot of holes. 
But anyway, I have to sign off here. I have to go make dinner and I hope you guys are happy with the content. Um, I'll actually probably be uploading this today because I was able to get through it even though I had a lot of interruptions. So please do your absolute best to spread love, light, and positivity everywhere you go. Um, and just keep your goal in mind and work toward it. And I will see you on the next podcast. And uh, again, I'm sorry about all the little interruptions that happened during it. And I hope that I was um, articulate enough for you guys to understand the message. Have a fantastic, most wonderful, beautiful day. And bye.